This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. BetQL Daily, weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, live on the radio.com app. Subscribe to our podcast and the podcatcher of your choice, iTunes, Spotify, radio.com. Be sure you're following us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. We are live on, uh, as I mentioned, the radio.com app, but also 1430 in Denver and 93.1 HD3 in Los Angeles, part of the BetQL Audio Network. Uh, Horvat, how much uh, golf are you going to be betting this weekend? We've got two different tournaments. Here's the thing with Workday, the WGC, which will be on TV. Everyone will be watching. You can't go down the board too far. Trust me, people. It's a WGC event. It's a very high purse. Best golfers in the world. Almost all of them show up for this. Don't think that you're going to find some bomb. And and after I say that and stress that this week, you know what, Horvat? We're going to get another 70 to 1 like we did last week with Homa. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I don't know how much I'm going to play this weekend, but I do know that I'm playing Tony Finau. I know that I am going to play him Jesus. if he's plus 2,000. He's eventually going to win one of these, Joe, and he continues to win. To win? You're going to play match. him outright? I'm going to play him outright. What a great story it would be. Right when we right before we get to the Masters, because he's not gonna he's not gonna win a major, but I feel like I I think he's got a shot here. Eventually, he's gonna close one of these out. He's gonna win, and I want to be on that side because I play him every single week. Now I love him in the matchups. Every week I play him as a top twenty, top ten finisher. That's probably what I'm gonna look for as far as value goes. I really like Finau this weekend. I like Patrick Cantlay, like everybody else is going to like this weekend. And then I like Justin Thomas a little bit this weekend as well. I got to look at some top 20s, top 10 finishes, and maybe even an outright. I saw him at, what, like 18-1, to 1, I think, is the last I saw. Justin Thomas, who, again, he hasn't been playing very well late. Uh, he was terrible last week as well. Um, but you know what? I'm going to take a shot right there. But uh, I'm not going to bet much. Okay, I got these three outrights. I'm going to do matchups and top 10s. and <laughs> Like, what? Okay. Uh, let, let's talk about this course a little bit and why why it's so different this weekend. We have nothing on course history, so mm-hmm. that's part of it. Sometimes it matters a whole lot, like it did last week at Genesis. We talked about that a little bit on the show. And then there are other weeks where it doesn't matter as much. Well, you got nothing to go off of. And I guess you can say, oh, as an amateur, Brian D- – Brian, Brian Bryson DeChambeau won back in 2015. Six years ago, the guy was a completely different golfer, too. So I, I put absolutely nothing into that. And, you know, I, I'm just okay, not college, And it was, what, 2015, right? Six years ago. Like, don't yeah. even... Don't, don't even think about it. And I hear some people, well, I'm taking a look at, at all the Jack Nicholas courses out there. Uh, because this is one of the Jack Nicholas courses. Okay, that's fine. Horat, do you know how many... Jack Nicholas courses are out there. How many in the world? How many? What would you guess? What'd you guess? I know they're not all on the PGA Tour, but I'm just saying. Man, I don't even know. I, I don't know. Four hundred and ten. Is that an exact number? Yes, I looked 400. it up. 
<laughs> I know that you know it's over one percent of all courses in the world. All of them are Jack Nicholas courses. So you know, people are searching for something. Can yeah. can we come up with something, some sort of an angle? And it's it's gonna be more form based uh than anything else. Don't you agree with that? Just lo- looking at recent form here. Yeah, I do. Now, like you brought up Bryson. The reason that I would maybe consider taking a flyer on Bryson, although um, he is not taking a flyer. He's one of the he's a top five, top 10 golfer in the world. Yeah. Any, well, I consider any outright. Like, oh, like yeah. OK, you know, if anything, I'm looking at matchups, usually top 20s, top 10s. And if I do play an outright, I usually play it really, really small. Uh, but I think distance off the tee is going to be huge. I mean, three of those four par fives, you know, the 577 they measure, 590, and sure. then one over 600. So I think that's why, if anything, I'd maybe play Bryson because I think distance off the tee is going to be a huge advantage. And obviously that's the one thing that he does do is he just hits bombs. Uh, again, now course history, can't really put that into effect here, but he did finish second to Patrick Reed last year at this event, I believe, right? He was second. So I like him as a top 10 finisher, um, but that's why I think I'd give him the advantage just because he is going to hit bombs this week. Yeah. Uh, before we go over some of these other golfers, something that I do want to mention, the reason people are probably sick of me saying it's a WGC event, so make sure you stay in the top 20. Uh, yeah. don't, don't stray too far. Is Here are your recent WGC event winners, okay? The, these are the recent guys. So in 2020, we only had two of them due to COVID, but the winners were Patrick Reed, and Justin Thomas right. in 2019, they were DJ Kisner in match play, uh, Kepka and Rory. So Kisner, your exception to the rule there in 2018, Phil Bubba JT Xander Shoffley 2017 DJ DJ Hideki Rose. Do you assent? Do you sense its theme here, Ryan Horvat? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I love to find value with these outrights, man. Right. But I also don't like just burning money, throwing money away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the top 15 players, I believe, are going to be in action. That's where I'm looking if I'm playing any outrights. If I want to find some value, man, I'll look at value in the matchups, and then I'll look at value, like, in top five finishes. You know what I mean? Or top 10 finishes, something like that. Um, but as far as, like, trying to hit outrights with a guy like Scotty Scheffler, plus, you know, 45 to one, it's probably not going to happen. So why waste my money? Especially if, because you know, you could find four or five matchups that you really like. Now you could play, what I like to do is I'll play just the whole tournament matchups, you know, because the daily matchups, you will get burned down a little bit. But sometimes, you know, if I wake up early on a Saturday or a Sunday or there's something I really like, I'll play those. But I don't want to burn all my money because the problem with playing a bunch of outrights, like I do this every year for the Masters. Like that's the tournament where, like everybody else, I go all in and I'll play four or five outrights. But it's like, if you are just wrong and off and all four of your dudes are done on Saturday and Sunday, you're out of the money. And then, you know, your bankroll isn't where you want it to be when you want to play the matchups, if you find an advantage there. So again, I I named the three dudes that I'd probably play really small on the outrights. And other than that, I'll take a look at some matchups. Not a whole lot that I like as far as this weekend. Okay. If I'm attacking the outright market this week, and I know this doesn't help a lot of people, but it's just something, just, just keep monitoring it. I would bet it live. If yeah. we see one of these top 10, 15 guys fall back below the cut line after day one, and all, you, all you're looking to do is, let's see. Well, actually, this is a no-cut event. I'm just saying if they're falling back and you get some value on some spe- specific guys that, that, are, that you think are going to play well here, that's when I would jump in. Because 
you know, to jump on 15, 20 to one guys, I'm not usually, I'm not usually there when it comes to golf outrights. Well, like, do you prefer, so, cause I'm, I'm the same way. Like if anything, and I'm playing outrights, I like to live bet these. Do you prefer, do you ever play? Like if you see somebody and they're atop the leaderboard, like, is that what you're looking for? Are you looking for like the top three, top four guys? Or are you looking just like top 10? Like this guy's heating up a little bit. This guy's atop the leaderboard, but I know he's not going to be able to sustain this the entire weekend. He got lucky and shot, you know, really well on the first day or well, first two. Are you looking for value or are you looking for like, if let's say Tiger is playing like one weekend or something like that, like at the masters a couple of years back, everybody wanted to be on Tiger and, you know, day three, you're like, okay, he's got a legit shot. Are you jumping on him when you can't get the best odds because you think he's going to win or are you still looking for value? Well, something I'm, I, I look at the top for one reason yeah. and that's, I'm trying to figure out what I think the winning score is going to be on Sunday. Right. And so then you can kind of figure out how deep do you want to go. Like Burns had the the big advantage for much of the tournament, the big lead, but we knew he wasn't going to go wire to wire. He wasn't going right. to play to that level for four straight days. So I was willing to go a, a little bit further down the board. At least I was looking, but I had home alive, so I really wasn't sweating it. I really wasn't searching too many different guys. And then what happened on Sunday? Fino, Fino shoots a 64 and he gets back in the mix. So it kind of depends who the leader is. Now, it when, when this weekend, let's say there's some separation and we're talking about a top 10 uh, golfer in the world and they have a big lead. It's going to get to a point where you don't want to go too far down because they are so wildly talented. Are, are they really going to come back to the pack that much? Yeah. Yeah, and, and see, that's the thing. Like, I look exactly with certain golfers. Like, I love Tony Finau, and I love him in the top tens, but if he's in contention on a Sunday or he's atop the leaderboard, he's an easy fade because you know he's going to choke it away. I mean, there's certain guys, right, where that's the case. And then there's certain guys where if they're rolling, I'm, I'm not going against them. And I think, uh, you know, like JT b being one of them. What about matchups? Do you play a lot of matchups, or are you just looking for outrights, basically? Typic because typically, typically, I will. Um so, so yeah, let's go over some guys that are red hot coming into this tournament. Of yeah. course, you, you've got DJ as a betting favorite. Uh, he's coming off an eight last week and a win in his previous tournament. Rom, uh, we, we talked about him with Chris Felica. He loves him uh, of the guys near the top of the board. That's the guy that he's going to be betting on. Yeah. He's got three top sevens in his last four tournaments. Rory missed the cut last week, but I, I, I would actually look at that as a bit of a positive. Because I'm yeah. expecting him to bounce back. He's not going to be tired because he didn't have to deal with the, with uh, Genesis over the last couple of days. Had a couple more days to prep for this tournament. So I wouldn't be too worried about that. Shoffley, he was terrific out West, man. And he usually is. Uh, he he had a top 20 last week. And he had a 2-2 two, two in a 5 in his three previous tournaments. Patrick Cantlay is playing well. 15 last week. And he had a three and a two before that. So he's he's a guy. Uh, Fino, two, 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 four. Your guy. Yeah. I, yeah. It feels like they're just going to leave him there at 25 if it's a strong field until he wins. Right, Horvat? He's finished in second place in three consecutive tournaments, Joe. You know yeah. how hard that is to do? Not only just like to finish second, to be atop the leaderboard, like to be top five, but to finish second in three straight. So that's the thing. I'm going to take a shot with them, but I also may look to fade them. Now, Daniel Berger, there's somebody that nobody's really talking about. Like if I look at early matchups that are available right now, I saw some value there, plus 100, Berger versus Finau. 
Um, he's a Florida guy. How much does that matter to you? Because we always hear like it matters. Okay, because like with Bryson, you know, he he won this tournament in 2016. Granted, it was an NCAA tournament. He was in college at the time. But how much does that matter to you? You know, we do that with Rory all the time, and now we could do that with Berger. He is a Florida guy. Um, he should be right at home on the Bermuda Greens, I would expect, coming up this weekend. So maybe if I'm playing some matchups and I do want to fade Finau, I like some value there, plus 100. Because with Finau, he's either eventually like going to win these, one of, one of these, you know, or he's going to continue to finish top five and just not be able to close on a Sunday, or he's just going to shoot awful this week. Because that's the other thing, like, you know, coming off of that loss last week, you know, the way that that all goes down, being right there until the end, you know, does that take its toll on him this week? Like, I want to say fade him, but every week, dude, he's finishing second or third or into the top five. So, I don't well, know. If think there's a matchup I'd like. If you want to fade Max Homa after he wins his big tournament, he meets Tiger, he, yeah. he's having a big celebration with all his family and friends, he's reporting podcasts, he's getting involved on Twitter per usual – I don't hate it, but the problem is they match him up with Sergio. They're no dummies. They know this is a good week to fade Max Homa. I know. I know. And, man, it's like when you're riding hot, and that's the other thing. Like, you, we kind of brought that up when we were talking with the Bear Man. Is like all these golfers, like I think golf right now is better than it's ever been. And I have that argument no all the time. I mean, there's just so much talent. Like, we don't even, like, I, you know, Rory had a rough weekend last week. We barely even talk about Rory. At one time, I thought he was going to be the next big thing, like the greatest golfer of all time, which in my opinion, it is Tiger. Uh, Jordan Spieth. Remember when Spieth was like the hottest thing in all of golf? I know he's been playing much better, but I feel like a lot of guys may have motivation, you know, Rory this weekend after missing the cut, but also he's a big Tiger guy, you know, and with what went Tiger, I know like, you know, not to bring that up here, but like a lot of these guys yeah. may be extra motivated. Who's so arguing that? That's what I want to know. Who's who's arguing with you that this is not the best era of golf? Well, my grandpa will all the time because of the okay. technology, the clubs. These guys are much stronger, but Jack was the greatest, man. I'm a big Tiger guy, obviously. But you can't hold that against them because they're stronger. They decided to, to go that route. Right, exactly. Well, that was pretty much Tiger. Remember when he was doing the Navy SEAL right. workouts? Now we see all these guys, though. Uh, look at Rory. You know, they're all working out, um, which is, I think, a problem for some of them, like a lot of these guys with the injuries. I think they're getting too big. Would you, fade Bry would you fade Bryson going up against uh, Webb, Webb Simpson? See, Webb Simpson has no form. He's played in one tournament the last five weeks, and he, it was a 42. No, I would not, just because, again, I just think that he's going to hit bombs, and I think that this is going to be a good course for him. I, I don't think I would fade right. I think, if anything, I kind of like him. Do you? Yeah, I, I can understand why. I hate, a lot of, I hate the guy, but... Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So I, I think it's a great tournament to live bet, so keep it – Keep a close eye on the guys at the very top. See when you can find some value. With Ryan Horvat, I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is BetQL Daily. Coming up next, our best bets for tonight. You are locked into the BetQL Audio Network.